Submit your questions and stories to ScreamQueerCast at gmail.com or by submitting them to Instagram at ScreamQueerPodcast and catch new episodes every Tuesday morning wherever podcasts are streamed. Remember to rate and subscribe. Welcome to the Scream Queer Podcast with Ralph Anthony. The following content contains topics describing graphic violence, strong sexual content, explicit language, and elements that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings, beautiful. I am so glad you are here with me today. Thank you so much for listening into this episode. I hope you all are doing wonderful. I hope you all are just thriving. And as always, I hope you all are hanging in there. I'm doing my best over here as best as I possibly can. I'm just trying to stay healthy. I'm trying to stay active and I'm trying to stay cool in this god awful weather (laughs) i haven't been able to really work out in my garage much because the heat has been so humid lately i can actually like tolerate the dry heat and it actually i believe it enhances my my workouts i feel like ready to go all the time it's kind of like hot yoga but with weights but it has just been too humid to the point where i can't breathe And you're probably thinking, well, Anthony, why don't you go get a gym membership? But you know what? Let me tell you why. I'll I'll tell you why right now. Because of people. People. Yes, people. I like to work out at my own pace. And I don't want to be bothered by anyone waiting for me to be done with a certain piece of equipment. That's why. Actually, thinking back to my old gym, I just remember always leaving one early two mad as hell and three just shaking my head in disgust because i could be using the stairmaster i could be using a bench machine curl machine even the free weights and there would always be someone who would go and stand right next to me and not say a word (laughs) are you okay they would just be silent nothing i mean you would have those polite people who would be like hey how many more sets do you have like giving me the hint that they want to use it but then there were those who would just stand there and like i'm not a, i'm not a fucking mind reader like what do you want from me get away from me but yeah so that got too much for me so i was like i'm gonna just invest in some garage gym equipment and here we are trailing back to the summer heat have you noticed that the weather is acting pretty wild lately And it just, it really makes your mind wander like, oh my gosh, like, is the apocalypse near? Like, what is, what is happening? So according to the meteorological organization, we have approximately five years to get our act together and take global warming seriously, or else there's a 50% chance that our temperature normals could rise 1.5 degrees Celsius. Now, this sounds very insignificant, probably, or you're rolling your eyes if you're not into the whole global warming talk. Remember, this is not me making this up as I go. If this rises 1.5 degrees Celsius, 
then our world will see an increase in flooding and an increase in deadly heat waves. Circling back to the extreme heat we've all been experiencing, it is only going to get hotter. So our first option for our impending doom, the apocalypse, is global warming and a slow or hot watery death. And I'm sure this climate change can set off an entire sequence of events with a number of issues such as food and supplies. But five years, everyone. Well, actually, no, it's less because this report was made in 2022. And if you've been paying attention to the news lately, I believe Southern California has received their first ever hurricane warning, which is wild. And where I live, it is just so hot, but we're expecting showers tomorrow. So, I mean, you have that. Speaking of scary and impending doom in the apocalypse, door number two. What's behind door number two, you ask? AI, artificial intelligence. And I'm not talking the PG-13 rated Haley Joel Osment film, but actual AI. I mean, if you've been on social media or even if you have a phone, like you've seen it on Snapchat, there are apps that create AI-generated portraits of people, AI-generated animations, cartoons. There's even AI-generated podcasts. I am guilty of using some of these AI things, like the pictures and all that. Like, it's really cool. It's really fun. Another dumbass, fake-ass bitch! <laughs> but it's gotten to the point where... It is taking over literally everything. And I don't like to say literally, but literally everything. Just the other day, I received a DM in my message request folder on Instagram. It was some form of an ad trying to sell me AI-powered podcasting tools. Like, what? And there are even programs that create content and can mimic your voice recording a podcast for you. Like, what? Joe Rogan actually tried something like this out. I believe it was a separate project from his actual main podcast. In this podcast, it was an AI-generated Joe Rogan, and he would podcast AI versions of celebrities, which is so frightening. An AI host with AI guests? Like, what? Those other podcasts that are actually using AI to put out episodes and to talk for them? Like, For me, what is the point of having a podcast if you aren't even putting in the work to create something that is authentic or something that is entertaining? Like, I I don't see the appeal in that. If you're if that's your thing, go off, do your thing. But for me, I'm just like, I don't that's it's not real. Speaking of not real, Jennifer Lopez actually has an AI commercial out for Virgin Voyages. And if you've seen it, the commercial is wild. It's so wild. So it has all these people who are controlling her movements and what she's saying. I believe they're like in a lab, uh, all hooked up to a bunch of wires. And this AI version of JLo is on a cruise ship. She's like laying out or something. And they're doing the movements for her. And they're it's her. It's, it's her voice and, and her likeness. It's so bizarre. It is so bizarre. Now, she's one actor that's given her likeness and voice for AI. I believe there's like a number of other actors too. If you've heard of the writer's strike going on right now, SAG-AFRA actually joined in with them 
wanting some form of a contract that demands AI regulations to protect writers and celebrities and their work. So if you've been on TikTok, I'm sure you've seen celebrities on there talking about how AI is hurting the entertainment business because pretty soon everyone's going to be out of a job. Like you have photographers losing work over AI. You have, like I said, there's podcasters that aren't even recording anymore. They're like, who's to say that I'm a real person right now? I'm an AI version. But can you imagine like how wild that is? That is just so wild. Really? So I just, I think it's, it's getting to a point where some Terminator type of shit is going to go down. Like most likely <laughs> this, in my opinion, is the thing that's most likely going to take us out. Imagine all these like AI generated software takeovers, like crashing all of these big businesses and just taking over it's really scary and maybe even robots or dolls that are powered by ai megan's enslaving us and killing us so what's behind door number three you might ask well aliens the concept of different types of aliens is mostly rooted in science fiction so i will say as there is no scientific evidence to report the existence of all of these types of extraterrestrial life we have just had some sort of confirmation of the existence of aliens see my prior episodes if you want more information about that however According to some eyewitness accounts and, of course, popular culture and speculative fiction, there are various depictions of alien species. Some common types include number one, greys. These are often depicted as those small, gray-skinned beings with large heads and large dark eyes. They are probably the staple in UFO and abduction cases, lore, movies. These are the most common types of alien. Like you'll see these in drawings. I believe sometimes they're depicted as as green, but they are referred to as grays. Number two, reptilians often portrayed as humanoid-like beings with reptile-like features. These aliens have been popularized in conspiracy theories and science fiction. Have you all ever heard of the underground lizard people that are allegedly residing in the Los Angeles underground? Creepy. It's so creepy. (laughs) Number three being Nordics, which are humanoid aliens with Nordic or Scandinavian-like features, often described as tall, fair-skinned and with a benevolent demeanor the next one for me is probably the worst out of the bunch if this species were to ever take over the world i'm telling you right now that i'm going to probably shut down and just stop breathing all on my own number four insectoids These are imagined to have insect-like features such as multiple limbs, segmented bodies, and sometimes even insect-like heads. And they probably reside in Australia. Number five, humanoids. Some depictions portray aliens as similar to humans, but with subtle differences in appearance or abilities. So if you've ever heard theories and scary stories that aliens are probably walking amongst us, humanoids are at the center of those theories and stories. Number six, energy beings. 
These are aliens that exist in a non-corporeal or energy-based form without a physical body. What if spirits and ghosts are just these types of aliens? Think about it. Number seven, aquatic or water-based aliens. Imagined as beings adapted to underwater environments, these aliens might have gills or other adaptions for aquatic life. I am a strong believer that maybe, just maybe, there is some sort of life form really deep within our oceans. I mean, we haven't really explored all of them. I don't even think we've explored half of the oceans. So who's to say that there isn't some life form that is like deep, deep, deep in our oceans? Number eight, amorphous or shape-shifting aliens. These aliens can change their form at will, often assuming the appearance of whatever species they encounter. Number nine, silicone-based aliens. These are speculative life forms that are not carbon-based like life on Earth, but rather composed of silicone. So think of breast implants. Number 10, plant-based aliens, imagined as beings that have evolved from plant-like life forms rather than animals. There just had to be a plant-based species out there. I think the day this was announced, I was tagged in or sent about 20 plus articles, most of which were the, the same article. But you know what? I love that most of you get my obsession with horror and especially the Scream franchise and Ghostface. So the fact that you all think of me and want to send me these articles and tag me in them, I just, it makes me so happy. Now, I had reported on this about, I want to say like 10 episodes ago, but at that time, it was all speculation and all hearsay. So we have just got confirmation that Christopher Landon, the director of Freaky, the Freaky Friday inspired horror film, and Happy Death Day, Filming will begin in early 2024, and the official working title is Blackbird. The directing team Radio Silence, who have been responsible for the last two installments, are working on a universal monster flick and will be busy, as I've reported before. So, what concepts do I want to see hit the screen when Scream 7 is released? Honestly, I don't really care all I ask is we keep it consistent with the previous two, but not redoing everything that those previous two have done. That's all I hope to get out of Scream 7. I mean, maybe they can give us the Scream 3 we've always deserved. Which there was actually a rough alternate extended cut that was just dug up. Scream Thrilogy has the link to that if you'd like to check it out, but I think they keep deleting it, so, I mean, you really have to dig for that link. I do have to say that I had the chance to see it, and it was actually pretty good. It was like, it was like years of missing puzzle pieces had been found, and I was able to piece certain things together. We got more Sydney, we got to see more of her life, and how she was struggling with her past, and the trauma from her mom's death, and there was even an extended conversation with her and the killer that I really appreciated. I really don't get why they cut all of that, but it's it's a way more 
in my opinion, enjoyable film than the one that was released. Closing out this Scream talk. Scream 7, like I said, all I can hope for is an epic finale. I'll definitely cover more as more is released. Has anyone seen the A24 film Talk To Me? I had a chance to finally check it out and I want to give you all my insight and my critique of it. So, those of you who aren't familiar with the film, the film's description states, when a group of friends discovers how to conjure spirits by using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. Okay, look. There are scenes in this film that I was genuinely frightened by. I was startled, whatever you want to call it. The concept is one of the most original concepts in cinema that we've all had in a while. And I loved its take on like addiction because this hand and the way that these kids would become possessed by it, it became like a drug for them. Like they literally had kickbacks where they would bring this hand and they would all sit around and pretty much just get a kick out of getting possessed. It was it was a really cool concept. So I really appreciated that. But what I didn't like were any of these characters i think the only character i really cared about was the mother sue who was portrayed by chilling adventures of sabrina's miranda otto now that i think about it she wasn't even in it that much was she i think more towards the end of the film she played a bigger role as far as like the the teenagers and the rest of the cast I mean, if they were directed to play these unlikable characters, then they did a stellar, fantastic, amazing job because I didn't care for most of them and the stakes just didn't seem high to me. So I think that was like the biggest bummer of the whole film. It's a five out of 10 for me as of right now. Again, the concept was fantastic. The scares were great. I mean, when I first seen what the demons look like, I was like, holy shit, these are fucking scary. Uh, the brutality was incredible. Once again, 5 out of 10. I'll give it another go. Maybe that'll change, but I'll definitely keep you posted on that. Let's move on to conspiracies. <laughs> Tiffany Gomez. Does that name ring a bell for anyone? If it doesn't, let me refresh your memory. Tiffany was the woman on the American Airlines flight who was shown freaking out and claiming that a man on the plane wasn't real. She eventually would storm off the plane and in modern day fashion, the entire incident was captured. I'm telling you, I'm getting the f off and there's a reason why I'm getting the f off and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two f but I am telling you right now that mother back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can die with them or not. I'm not going to. Please, dead serious. Do not let that flight leave. You ready? Let's go. Flight's not going to make it to Orlando. Oh, yeah, until y'all see that flight blow up. Okay. Hey, ma'am. You have a boarding pass on you? Your boarding pass? I do have a boarding pass on mother. You know exactly wow. where it is. Obviously, we just got reports that you assaulted somebody by pushing the gentleman inside, okay? Wait, I assaulted someone? That's what multiple people okay, reported. So I'm about, okay, I'm so hold on, hold on, hold on. 
I'm okay. 5'2", 120 pounds. Okay, can you let five me finish? 5'2", 120 pounds. Can you let me finish? Yeah. So the gentleman is not wanting to press charges, okay? <laughs> okay. okay? Okay. So regardless, he's not wanting to press Wait. charges. Hey, can I hurt okay. you? How tall are you? I can tell you I'm having a bad day. We're not trying to make it any worse. So whenever you get out of My here. My dad's a cop. Oh. you, dude. When this first surfaced, it was tough for anyone to track Tiffany down. There was a number of videos and news reports about the whole situation, but a majority of them just mocked or poked fun of her. Now, some conspiracy theories that came out around the time claimed that Tiffany was on drugs. Other theories were of the mysterious man in the green hoodie that sparked the situation that he was a reptilian and she witnessed his eyes blink in an unnatural form or that she had seen a demon. Mental health issues such as schizophrenia were also theorized from this incident. Okay, I know for a fact that whenever someone says anything out of line, out of the system, because remember, our world is programmed to behave like a supply chain, keep things moving, and if anyone were to break the cycle or disturb that, then they're always labeled as crazy or on drugs, which she could have very well been. All I'm saying is this is always the first diagnosis people turn to. With everything, with all the crap that has come to light, I wouldn't be surprised if she had actually seen something. And the guy, the guy on the plane she was referring to, he came out with the video of his own. His demeanor is a little off, but he allegedly was provoking her and deliberately messing with her. So cut to a few days ago, Tiffany, who we barely even learned her name then, has come out to talk about the incident. Hi everyone, it's me, Tiffany Gomez, probably better known as the crazy plane lady, which is completely warranted. As you know, I have been unwilling to speak on the viral video, but I do finally feel that it's time. First and foremost, I take full accountability for my actions. They were completely unacceptable. Distressed or not, I should have been, I should have been in control of my emotions. That was not the case. My use of profanity was completely unnecessary. And I want to apologize to everyone on that plane, especially those that had children aboard. Can imagine going through that and trying to explain to your kid what in the world just happened. We all have our bad moments, um, some far worse than others, and mine happened to be caught on camera for the whole world to see multiple times. Sorry, trying not to sound like Minnie Mouse. Um, well, it has been really comical for everyone, um, and I have highly enjoyed so many of the memes. On the flip side, it is very invasive and unkind. And I don't know what I would do without the love and support of my friends and family. They are loyal to a fault and I don't know what I did to deserve them. Um, sorry y'all. 
I hope that I can use this experience and do a little bit of good in the world. And that is what I intend to do. I hope that you guys can accept my apology and I can begin to move on with my life. You guessed it, more conspiracy theories have surfaced after that video was released claiming she was either paid or threatened to make the statement. What do you all think? Send me an email, screamcurrorcast at gmail.com or once again, the podcast Instagram, screamcurrorpodcast. I want to know your thoughts on all of this. So I posted three polls without really any context. They were basically this or that questions. And the first question was taken from an episode of my favorite television show ever, Charmed, where the sister witches face off against the four horsemen of the apocalypse. In that said episode, there is a moment where the younger sister, Phoebe, is reading through and asking everyone this question. If a building is on fire, do you save five strangers or one family member? And I asked this question in a poll, and the answers were either obviously five strangers or one family member. Now, there's no wrong answers, but is the more ethical answer to choose five strangers because this decision aids in the greater good? Back to the episode. As I mentioned, the sisters face off against the four horsemen of the apocalypse, leading to the eldest, Prue, being captured. Now the girls must make a decision to save their sister and let the world crumble or sacrifice her, resulting in the world being saved. Well, they end up choosing to sacrifice her, but in good Aaron Spelling television fashion, they get an opportunity to save her through a loophole and save the day with their sister still alive. By the end of the episode, they are asked this question again and all say five strangers. Everyone's first instinct is to save the family member, but think about why. It's family. We know them. We love them. I can tell you right now, if it were my dad, my mom, I would save them over five strangers. Unless you're in an apocalyptic situation, there isn't an ethical right or wrong answer. We're human. We're going to save our loved ones. We're allowed to be selfish. Fine. Which is why on the poll I posted, (laughs) 7% of you chose to save five strangers and 93% chose to save one family member. So if this were a you can do one or the other and the world's fate depended on it, 93% of you chose to end the world. (laughs) I love questions like this. I really do. And then I, I posted two other other poll questions. So the next one wasn't from a TV show. I just had to get creative with them. And this one was, you witness a robbery. Do you chase the perpetrator or call and wait for authorities? And the answers I provided were, get that motherfucker or call and wait. 33% chose to chase and 67% chose to call the police and wait. I think for me, it depends, as awful as that sounds. For the most part, I'll just call and wait because a few dollars doesn't seem worth it to me. Did you all see the video of the Nordstrom in Los Angeles getting ransacked by a mob of people? Would you have helped, like, try to... No, like, you would have let them take it because you don't want to get, like, either shot or, or stabbed or jumped. And actually, one of the answers should have been 
stand and record since that's what people tend to do versus call for help nowadays. <laughs> Moving right along, my last poll question was home invader, run and hide, protect your home and fight. And obviously my options were run and hide and the other one was they mess with the wrong baddie. 22% chose to run and hide. Understandably so, not everyone is a fighter and we can't get mad at them for that. 78% chose they messed with the wrong baddie, meaning they would fight whoever comes into their home. Okay, listen. I sharpen my knives almost daily. And I just want to say protect your home, especially if you have children. Have them run and hide and start using, honestly, anything as a weapon. Anything in your home can be used as a weapon. Like Overall, these were really fun, and you can definitely count on more of these. If you haven't already followed the podcast Instagram account, you can find it at Scream Career Podcast, and look out for these polls and questions. Again, I just I love picking your brains about different topics. Leading to the next part of this segment is I wanted to get some listener insight on what they love and what they don't love when looking for or listening to a podcast. So I asked for a podcast do's and don'ts. And I'm not complaining here, okay? I'm not complaining. But a majority of these are don'ts. I mean, at least you all know what you want, right? But we're going to start with the do's. We're going to start on a positive note. So some podcast do's. I love when they are authentic and honest, like you. You're so sweet, and I had to start with this one, but I love you. I'm trying. So most listeners want to listen to someone who's not putting up a front or being disingenuous. I get it. I get it. The next one says, love when creators interact and make you feel like part of the process. I've mentioned this before because from a personal standpoint, I love feeling a part of something. When other creators give the opportunity for input or ideas, I try to give them mine. What I'm taking from this is most people just love interactive experiences. The next one says, utilize Spotify for podcasters Q&A. I love this tool. However, I'm going to be completely honest. I never really had anyone participate in these Q&As, which is why I utilize social media more to connect with my beautiful audience. We'll have to try these out again someday, but whoever sent this, get me to 20 million and then we can talk. So as I mentioned, I received a ton more don'ts than do's, but here are some of the don'ts. I had to sort through some of these. The first don't, starting too late at night is a no, no, no. You will be yawning all over that episode. I agree. When I started out, I would wait until really late to record because of the noise level in my neighborhood. On top of that, I would slam about two tequila soda waters for nerves, okay? And I believe that contributed to my first season being so messy. Now, I record first thing in the morning around 6 or 7 a.m., Also, my voice is more raspy, so it just works. Yawning, though, I think any form of yawning or coughing, clearing of throats should probably be left on the cutting room floor. Again, you want your audience to have an experience. I think if I were to yawn during one of my more serious episodes, it would take away from that experience, you know? Next one says, no consistency in release schedule drives me mad. I can see the frustration here, 
However, at the end of the day, unless that creator is doing this full time, no, but even then, I think an audience should give grace for podcasters and even creators for having gaps between release weeks because life, like life happens. Some creators have jobs, families, responsibilities. The next don't, episodes being too short or too long. Why don't you just at me already? I'm kidding. I don't really see this as a don't. I believe each podcast has a certain audience. So if my episodes have been shorter, I'm trying to make them more palatable. Our next don't is a big one. Lack of knowledge. It really helps to do your research. I can tell you right now, showing up to any recording unprepared will only hurt you in the end. Okay, this episode has turned into a podcasting 101 episode. (laughs) Another don't reads, spamming of selling a product or content equals turn off. I received a question similar to this recently. Look, As creators, we are passionate and we are confident about our work. I mean, I I hope we're confident. We put in time and so much effort. So when it's finally time to put it out, we push it. Like we push, 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 push. Same if a creator or celebrity is pushing a product, like they're going to push their ads you're going to push the marketing like photos with that product however there are times where it can get a little overwhelming and can turn off audiences I remember when I first started I was having a conversation about my content and social media presence and one statement really 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 stuck with me and that statement was allow us to miss you since then i've never looked back i believe there are other ways to put yourself and your content out there versus just sharing to go do this or to go do that which i'll still do but i was doing it every day every chance i got i'm telling you this whole experience has taught me so so much Let's do a couple more. Everyone has to start somewhere, but I tend to stray away from low quality sounding shows in my opinion. I love you, but I don't agree with this. Hear me out. Yes, everyone has to start somewhere. That is the number one fact here. (laughs) We all have to start somewhere. You might say then maybe start when you're ready or you have better equipment. Well, I mean, not everyone has the funds or the access to high-quality studio equipment. So, I mean, no. It's really about the quality and the message and the delivery of the content that's being talked about. If the sound is bad and the person isn't likable, then we have a whole different situation. And I'm not saying that I'm likable either because I know I'm not for everyone and that's totally fine. But I think everyone deserves a chance to be heard regardless of their setup. And that's and that's on period. Uh, but, but I mean, like I always say to each their own, babe, like if, if it's not for you, then it's not for you. Just all I'm saying is to 
don't let the sound quality be the first red flag for you to not want to engage and and listen further with a certain podcast just get a feel and if like what they're talking about isn't for you then that's when you should be like you know what bye and the last one i will share says an overwhelming amount of biased opinions or political and religious beliefs are big don'ts for me okay (laughs) there are podcasts catered to those topics so if that is your cup of tea seek those out and enjoy them all i'm going to share is i know we should be upfront and transparent with what type of content we are going to put out to our audience and as the audience i highly urge you to really take the time to read the descriptions on these shows to know what you're getting yourself into. So on my description, there are parts where it says that I take you on a journey through a world that is both thrilling and unsettling. Each episode of the show offers something truly distinctive, covering a wide range of topics, true crime, horror, LGBTQ plus issues, encounters with the paranormal, 911 calls, terrifying encounters shared by listeners, and occasionally provocative Q&A sessions. I mean, it says it all right there. So as creators... We should not be misleading and say that we are one thing, but then talk about something completely different. I mean, this can be a whole episode on its own. This is a touchy subject, but I mean, that's why I'm here to take on these. And I mean, hopefully they can help you. I mean, they've definitely helped me. And I think that's why I ask for responses like these. Because the reviews and the five-star readings are, of course, amazing. Which, if you haven't, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But it's also good to hear what doesn't work for some of you. It is so important as creators and podcasters and whatever to really listen to and hear your audience. You can stay authentic to yourself and put out content that can resonate with everyone else. Like you, This isn't saying like you have to change yourself. There's, there's like a balance, you know? But before I wrap up this episode, I have an announcement to make. You can check me out as a guest on Uncultured Gays Podcast. That episode will be out tomorrow, August 23rd. There's some great horror conversation as well as other great topics in there. And I definitely had a blast chatting with Foxy Jones. It was just a really fun experience that I didn't want to end. I always start off extremely nervous because I don't know how I'm going to mesh with different hosts. But it was just, it was so fun and Foxy was so down to earth and so kind. If you'd like to listen to this episode, be sure to follow Uncultured Gays Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And check out the Instagram for more info. Also, be sure to check out and follow the official Foxy Jones on Instagram. That's with two X's. I die for their drag. Maybe I'm biased because I just, I love drag queens. But I live for any queen who incorporates horror or spooky shit into their art. I'll announce more collabs coming up in later episodes. So definitely keep your eyes peeled because Scream Queer Podcast is coming to a household near you. Now, with all of that said... I will scare you all on the next episode.